Welcome to the Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the June issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Meeting Water Needs of Cattle in the Feedlot. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Alfredo De Constanza, who's an extension educator with the University of Nebraska. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Aaron. Well, as we record this podcast, we're sitting here in early June. We've had a few warm days already across the state, and we're looking to the long-range forecast, and hopefully this is not accurate, but it's calling for much above normal temperatures, especially as we look at the months of June, July, and August. With that in mind, you talk about in your article the importance of meeting the water needs of cattle in the feedlot. Just share with us some principles to think about with this and why water is so important in managing heat stress. Yes, uh, Aaron, I think uh, it, we have had a little bit of a grace period uh, in the feedlot, maybe even in our cow-calf systems, in which I recognize there has been a little bit of rain in uh, the state of Nebraska and beyond. And we also recognize that temperatures, though we have hit 90 degrees and high humidity, they haven't remained and or the wind has helped make the feedlot scenario quite comfortable in spite of higher temperatures and perhaps high humidity. Uh, the short-term forecast looks wonderful. I was with the cattle feeder just last week and uh, we were very happy to see 10 days of 70, perhaps 80 degrees and then 40 degrees for the nights, uh, night cooling opportunities. So we would hope it would remain that way. Unfortunately, it will change. And one of these days we will hit a series of three to seven days of high temperatures and high humidity. And I recognize in the article, uh, having managed feedlots before, that this is when it's the hardest for us to respond and for the cattle to respond. Cattle still carry uh, heavy winter hair coats. Uh, they haven't been acclimated to the heat. Uh, we are still busy maybe going through the end of winter projects that are still uh, going on at our feedlots. Maybe we're moving on to planting and some of those things. So it catches a lot of feedlot managers by surprise that first heat uh, event of the season. So I warn readers that we have to be ready, obviously, before that but that very first one is probably the deadliest one. And to prevent uh, the effects of that first heat on our livestock, the most important thing that I recognize in the article is, is its water. And there are very complex models for water intake uh, calculations and so forth. Make it very simple. For every pound of dry matter intake, we should expect that animal to drink one gallon of water. So a younger animal, probably newly arrived in the feedlot, would consume 18 to 20 gallons of water a day on some of those hotter days. The same animal nearing finishing weights and finishing dry matter intakes is up to about 28 gallons. So then comes a lot of engineering and a little bit of biology to determine that we need to be sure that we have flow rates in the feedlot water tanks at better than 10 gallons per minute. So rather than going through those calculations, 
uh, we need to recognize that the water flow at the water tank should be at least that much. The next considerations have something to do with space. And this is perhaps where there might be some, uh, I guess, uh, contrasting views on this. The one being that most people declare that 1% of the pen or one inch of headspace should be sufficient. Well, that would be correct if cattle have 24 hours to meet the requirement. And by that, I mean animal number 36 and pen two can spend 24 hours to reach uh, the level of water intake necessary for them to survive. On a hot heat event, they don't have 24 hours. They likely have somewhere in the range of four to six hours. And I've been reading on this recently. Uh, my observation of four to six hours is my own. Other individuals have said from four to eight hours. The point is, is that 24 hours quite rapidly becomes four hours to eight hours. And that taxes space at the water tank. So rather than going back to the original recommendations, my calculations use a full space of 48 inches, which is the width of an animal standing in front of a water tank. And the next set of calculations took into consideration intake rates of water, which again, there isn't that much information in uh, the literature but let's assume just for practical purposes that an animal needs to stand from 10 to 20 minutes in front of a water tank to consume their entire water intake for one day. And so if we're gonna do this in four hours, we need a lot of water space out there in the summer heat. Remind everyone here that the calculations I have made are for a peak heat event, not for every day. So if you lay out this much water surface with sufficient water flow in front of these cattle, it will be what is rated for the hottest and most troublesome days of the year. Uh, water cooling has a greater capacity to cool the animal than even shade. So for those of us that do not have shade, the consideration of more water access become, becomes even more important. Now we're very creative in the feedlot, we're very creative in agriculture. So considerations of adding uh, mobile tanks, perhaps that might be an option to consider. Um, do we have time in 2022 to get this done? Hopefully with the next few days of cool weather we do. Uh, if not, it's a, uh, it's a focus on the toughest pens of the feedlot. And I recognize in Beef Watch article that we should focus perhaps on the, on the pens that are not as exposed to the wind, that may have some wind barriers uh, near them, uh, pens that are on the, perhaps on the northern slopes. Uh, uh, such pens may not get that wind in the summer as would be expected. And we then should focus on improving water conditions in, in, in those particular pens. So remodeling a feedlot is, is nothing that can be done in the next 10 days, but focusing on troublesome pens is, and maybe it's time to go get more tanks, lay them out there 
uh, scatter them a little bit to the extent possible uh, in the pen, probably obviously on fence lines uh, to permit cattle to disperse themselves because the next problem with cattle is that animal behavior component where they stand by the water tank, cooling themselves by lapping water up and not letting their mates come in to drink. So these are observations from the field that I'm trying to incorporate with a bit of science to be able to get uh, a scenario that hopefully will prevent some losses should we get the heat that we're expecting based on the forecast. Anything else on this topic that you think would be a value as we think about options to mitigate heat stress with water? The most critical thing to me is just being able to add that extra water tank to the pens that need it. Um, so again, if I have a problem pen or set of pens, shade and water, shade and water might be the, the solutions to that. Uh, and we have a little time to respond to this before that first heat event strikes. Um, another thing that I think needs to be looked at, Aaron, is um, as heat uh, strikes, intakes will go down, particularly in very heavy cattle. So feedlot managers should start considering what pens ought to start going to market before heat events get exhaustive on these animals. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Thank you. Well, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you can find this article. Also at the website, there are several additional resources on this topic.